Welcome to Refirement Life, the podcast for anyone navigating life transitions or planning to make life transitions to ensure your next years are your best years. Listen in for insightful, generous, and sometimes humorous conversation. It's time to get fired up with Christine Zamuda and Muge Wood, your hosts for this latest episode of Refirement Life. Hello, everyone. Um, this is uh, your host, uh, Miguel Wood, along with my friend and partner, Christine Zamuda. Um, today's episode, uh, we are going to have a conversation around thriving with random acts of kindness. Um, there has been a lot of studies around um, the positive effects of um, uh, kindness, uh, physically, psychologically. Uh, so we want to dive deeper into um, what we can do in this area. Um, so we can all thrive and uh, make it part of our daily lives. Uh, so looking forward to this episode. Uh, we've got lots to share and entertain and engage you. Um, so to start out with, though, um, I, I want to do a quick reflection. Um, so, Christine, uh, how has uh, your week been since the last episode? Any inspirations and learnings you want to share with our um, awesome subscribers? Sure, sure, Muge. Thank you. So I guess two inspirations come to mind. One, I've been um, mentally inspired by a new book called Your Brain on Art. And it's uh, basically a book about a new science, which we're all going to hear more about around thriving. It's called um, Neuro Arts, and it talks about how the connection to art, music, um, being engaged in uh, social connections actually, uh, you know, provides you with better health benefits, more longevity, and it's it's quite it's incredibly fascinating. Like so fascinating that I reached out to both authors to connect with them. Uh, one of the women, Susan Magnuson, is from the Johns Hopkins Art and Mind Lab doing fantastic work and they're right in Baltimore. So I'm, I'm hoping to go there for a visit and just check out what's going on. And then the other woman, Ivy Ross is from Google and she has been studying these things all of her life. So uh, pretty, pretty inspiring. It's a book I think everyone should read regardless of whether uh, you are an artist, just to know the impact that art can have on on us as individuals. I mean, in fact, I mean, you might even just see this in your everyday life. Doctors are now starting to prescribe social prescriptions. So instead of medicine or in in conjunction with medicine, go take a nature walk, go to a museum, but just because of the uplifting and positive effects it has on our body. So that was the mentally inspiring one. And then I have a physical <laughs> humbling moment. <laughs> All right. That's uh, that's awesome. Uh, I want to hear the humbling moment as well. Um, so the the learning, uh, Christine, you shared is amazing. And I think it speaks to um, uh, power of neuroscience. And I read that when we engage in um, social activities, new experiences, our neural pathways get fired up. Yes. And uh, regardless of uh, what age we are, we can form new uh, neural connections um, that bring us the vitality and uh, feelings of positivity um, to our lives. So that's uh, that's amazing. Um, I, I will share a learning and uh, I'm just going to give a warning. It's going to sound a little nerdy, but, uh, you know, that is part of who I am. Um, own it, so, own it. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, own it, right? Um, you know, anytime I go, I am one to always want to go visit libraries because I'm like, oh, the architecture, the quiet, the, um, you know, the body of knowledge, always attractive. Um, so um, this week, um, actually, this was Monday, I went to an artificial intelligence-powered renewable energy workshop. So, um, you know, a lot of words there, but, you know, as we look at the... Um, uh, 
transition to energy? How can we take on this um, challenge uh, through new ways of solving complex problems? Um, but my big takeaway was, um, in a way, less about artificial intelligence, even though that is fascinating. And I think that's going to transform our lives in different ways, hopefully for the better. Uh, what struck me was the power of togetherness, the power of community. Um, because in this workshop, there were people who came together from the industry, software companies, um, people who typically compete with one another, uh, academia. Uh, and, um, you know, there was an acknowledgement of um, the magnitude of the challenge um, and uh, the progress being made um, and uh, what can be ahead of us um, when the community comes together. And being able to acknowledge a complex problem together like that um, in the context of a dialogue, I felt that, uh, you know, that was really empowering and that was a whole lot better than um you know trying to think about it yourself or worrying about it yourself um so the power of togetherness really struck me as a really positive um you know situation and inspiring um that that was compelling to go find something and uh, um so that was that was actually a great experience um, so i want to hear about your uh, humbling uh, moment too that <laughs> sounded interesting all right. Well, the humbling moment was uh, my first official tennis match. As you All know, right. uh, I, I, I want <laughs> to ask about the. Yeah, I, wanna, I was going to ask about the did you have the right outfit, but go ahead. <laughs> we did. We did have the right outfit. We're a team, so we show up, you know, together, looking sharp. That was not not the issue. The issue was more uh, our game, but. <laughs> it was. Uh, I, I'll say this. Um, our team presented themselves well right five out of six won their matches the one team that didn't win and I'm so competitive is is myself and my partner Amy now humbling but also inspiring at the same time mm -hmm. we had a lot of deuce games they could have gone either way our scores were six two six two there are moments of brilliance out there where we're like okay we can see this come together we hadn't played as a team before. It was our first time on the court together, although we know each other as friends. And, uh, you know, I, I looked at it and, it, you know, there, there's a lot of um, positiveness out of out of this. Um, she and I are both competitive, so I know we'll, we'll grind it out. We're both from Philly originally, so I of the tiger. <laughs> And, uh, you know, you have to go through your first one and really learn, learn what you could do better, learn as best you can about how other uh, teams are showing up and just keep practicing. That's uh, that's awesome. Well, first of all, um, kudos for going out there and playing your first doubles game. That's not easy. Having the right outfit on, sparkling out there, <laughs> undoubtedly. And I know what you mean. I have more fun when I'm winning. Um, but uh, even that's not the case. Um, I think the love, the experience uh, you get out of it, um, hopefully fuels the next match. Um, and uh, that is that is awesome. It, it can be humbling and fun at the same right. time. Right. Mm -hmm. And just getting out of your own head because I'm, right. I'm just too competitive. I'm, I'm like just screaming at myself inside my head when I'm playing. I'm like, I have to stop this. I need more mindfulness. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Take deep breaths. Right. That's right. One point at a time. One point at a time. Yes, that's exactly right. It will get better, Christine. Keep trying. Yeah. <laughs> All okay. right. So thank you for sharing that. So let's um, talk about the random acts of kindness um, and um, uh, how it can uh, help us thrive, um, help us feel good um, and contribute to the uh, lives of others around us in positive ways. Um, so when we talk about kindness in this episode, um, I, I do want to share, um, Christine and I want to really talk about um, the acts of kindness that we can incorporate into our lives on a daily basis. Um, I think sometimes it can feel overwhelming um, in the sense that, okay, do I have to find a cause? Uh, do I have to volunteer 20 hours a week? Um, I have to donate money, uh, right? It can be overwhelming. And, and if we have the time, energy, and passion to do those things, I think that's fantastic. Um, but also the random acts of kindness um, that we can do uh, as part of our daily lives um, can be equally rewarding. And let's talk a little bit about why it matters. So I will call out um, 
a book um, that actually Christine pointed out um, by Marta Zaraska, uh, and it is titled uh, Growing Young, um, How Friendship, Optimism, and Kindness Can Help You Live Up to 100 Years Old. Um, so I like a lot in this title, right? It's talking about growing young. Uh, it's talking about friendship, optimism, and kindness. And, and uh, th there are many studies, including Marta's, uh, that say, um, you know, in addition to eating your fruits and vegetables and your exercise, sleep, and uh, 10,000 steps a day, um, the kindness and the social connections um, that can be ignited by that um, can really help your health, uh, your state of mind, um, and reduce all the um, chemicals in our bodies that may uh, provide inflammation and ultimately even chronic diseases. When we experience a kindness, e either giving or receiving it really turns things around um, uh, in our bodies. So very, very compelling. Um, and I have to say personally, uh, you know, it's a little easier than eating my fruits and vegetables <laughs> and 10,000 steps a day because with my Apple Watch, I get really stressed about all of that. Um, <laughs> so I just feel like this would be a good way for me to also feel good about what I am doing for my health. Yeah, and I, I don't like green green beans or beets, so I'd rather be <laughs> kind. Well, I mean, the whole thing is very stressful, and then the new studies are coming out every day that says, oh, actually eating uh, this was good for you, and this wasn't, and we were wrong about that, and I read this one thing that says not only you need to eat your fruits and vegetables, but it needs to be up to 30 different kinds a week, oh um, And but don't worry, nuts count. I'm like, okay, I'm really stressed out. Um, so um so so this is uh this is very appealing to me um, and then the studies pile on on this. I mean, this is a scientific uh, truth, um, but beyond science, I think we know what is good for us when we feel it. So another um, study was by uh, Journal of Social Psychology. Um, they did a 10-day study and tracked people um, uh, doing a random acts of kindness and found direct correlation between the acts of kindness and the improved state of happiness and satisfaction uh, that we get out of our lives. And, and what I love about it is um, our circumstances can change, our jobs can change, um, you know, a lot of things around us can change, but this is something we have control over mm -hmm. um, and um, it can really make a difference. So, um, Christine, I'll ask you to um, share um, how um, experiencing or providing an opportunity for and for kindness may make a difference. Yeah, yeah, sure. So we were um, thinking about, well, there's a couple things. There's a couple stories I have. I'll, I'll take the first one. That's a very personal one. Um, my, we, we lost my father very suddenly from a heart attack and he was very young, 64 years old and was just a <laughs> tremendous guy, like lived life big with a lot of fun and a lot of caring for, for people. Uh, an example of that was the the showing of of people who came out to his his wake and funeral. There were 2,500 people there. We saw people all day um, as a result of kind of the impact he made, mentoring kids, um, being just a um, a thoughtful thoughtful kind of guy. So coming off of that, you know, just devastated, shocked, um, and for for years I I was depressed. And I finally, like, just woke up one day and said, hey, I can't live like this anymore. Now I just have to do better. And, um, you know, went and, you know, spent some time obviously thinking about what I was grateful for. And, you know, his birthday would come, Father's Day would come, um, the anniversary of his death would come. And I said, hey, you know, I got to, you know, think about how he lived his life. And I, maybe I can try and do 15 acts of random kindness because his birthday was October 15th to get me out of this and just, you know, find a way to provide happiness, take the the thoughts away from my grief and do something very productive. Now, I did this for five years, 15 acts of kindness, but it was exhausting because <laughs> it was all one day, right? And I was like, oh my God, I got 12, I got 12. So I would say like everything in moderation and it doesn't have to be 15, 
you know, you could do one or two things a week and, and the, the power back and the, 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 as you mentioned, you, it just feels good. Your soul feels good. You're actually, I think it's the way we are just wired. We're wired for goodness. And if you could just build that into a routine, like you do everything else, like exercise, God, what, what a wonderful world this would be, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Christine, uh, thank you for sharing that. What a wonderful way <clears throat> to honor your father. And I am not a bit surprised that your father um, uh, was the thoughtful, fun, loving, kind person um, that he was because you show a lot of traits uh, yourself and make the lives of those around you better so I'm not surprised by that and um, that is uh, that terrific example and that made me think when we are faced with difficult circumstances um, I, I think um, extending grace and kindness to those around us um, helps us um, you know um, change our vantage point a bit uh, even though it's temporary uh, that uh, smile um, that feeling good, um, it it can really help us uh, look at things uh, with a little bit of lightness. Um, and I think what we um, want to also um, influence, um, side benefit is, um, you know, uh, be intentional about it. And then um, through this chain of kindness, so to speak, um, uh, people replicate it, right? Mm -hmm. It becomes a contagious, um, uh, positive behavior. Um, and um, uh, I, I think, uh, you know, laughing is like that. Um, you know, telling a joke is like that. Uh, but when we are the recipient of random acts of kindness, hopefully that inspires us um, to keep extending it um, so that, um, People can experience it <clears throat> on a on a more daily basis. Um, so um, let's just be more practical about uh, what this can look like. Um, what are some random acts of kindness? I mean, what are we talking about? You gave some examples, yep. but let's talk a little bit more. Uh, what can we do like now today? Yeah, I have actually another personal example, which is really it's simple, but it's also kind of, I think, magical. Um, and this is. There's uh, an individual that I met when our kids, and now my kids are in college or out of college, in elementary school. And he was the janitor of Trevilla Elementary School. His name is Steve Ricketts. And when I left um, the elementary school after doing some volunteer work, you know, the kids move on, he would send me text on my, um, not, not my birthday, but like on holidays, uh, Mother's Day. Christmas, Easter, um, Groundhog's Day, you know, and he's done that now for eight years. And I'm always like so thrilled to hear from him. It's a text. And I send him back. I try and hit him up on Father's Day before he gets to me or Christmas or Easter. But this is eight years running. And, you know, kind of an, an unlikely thing to think the, you know, the friend I met in elementary school, we'd still be talking on text. We haven't seen each other. We have not like seen each other, but we text and it's just a, a sweet thing that always lifts my spirits to say, wow, you know, this guy still thinks about us and our family and what a delight. We could do we could do uh, three texts today to someone who has helped you or just, hey, I'm just thinking about you. I hope you're having a good day. And I think that would feel good to anybody who receives it. Yeah, that is that is powerful. That is powerful. That individual, very special. And, very um, special. Yeah. Very special. Uh, so thank you for sharing that, Christine. And and the power of a text. Uh, mm -hmm. Yes, of course, meeting someone in person for a coffee chat, for lunch, uh, that's always a good and preferred. But sometimes we can't do that. The person is far. We are busy. Lives uh, take over our um, time. Uh, but the power of a simple text to let someone know you are thinking about them send them a joke send them a uh, funny picture of something you know they may like and that's you know instant of 10 seconds may mm -hmm. change their way um, their day and uh, you know when we have the time to do that I almost always get positive feedback that says you know I really needed that you made my day Right. Um, and vice versa, right? Exactly. Um, so um, it is it is powerful and uh, it makes uh, a big difference. Actually, uh, Christine, your story made me think of um, 
Another example uh, that really left an impression on me and inspired me. So uh, right around the <clears throat> timing of the pandemic, uh, I faced a pretty serious health challenge. Uh, and it was a difficult time, uh, and that was also made even more difficult with the pandemic. Um, mm -hmm. And in the beginning of the pandemic, you know how we did not know anything about it, right? right. Um, we are washing, wiping groceries, don't leave your house, uh, this is bad. Um, and uh, a friend of mine um, sent me a text and said uh, said uh, she's uh, making some um, masks, uh, sewing masks, handmade. And this was the time masks even were not available. Mm -hmm. And she said, would it be helpful if I um, dropped off a couple um, homemade masks uh, in front of your door so you feel more comfortable to mitigate Aww. this risk? And uh, she did that. Um, and I, I just... Um, I just felt so overwhelmed by gratitude that she would do this and she was doing it for many people. She mm -hmm. made 50 to 100 masks and she was distributing it. Um, so just the power of that um, kindness and the long lasting impression um, that it leaves on you and truly an example of uh, you always remember uh, how mm -hmm. others made you feel uh, small or large. Absolutely. That's a yeah. great, that's a great example. And what was her name? We got to say thank you to. Her name is Natalie. 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 Way to go, Natalie. <laughs> yeah, Natalie, Natalie is a standout uh, individual who extends uh, kindness. Um, uh, and she's also a very busy person. You know, mm -hmm. she works, she has kids. I mean, the usual, um, you know, life matters, but yet um, she makes the time um, right. when right. she can. Yes. Yeah. Which yeah. is great. And that's I think that's the mindset to be in uh, other things to uh, think about in terms of acts of kindness, host a free workshop or class in your community, sharing your ex expertise or knowledge. That could be a one time thing. You know, I remember also during covid when no one could hear live music, there was a, a neighborhood that would play from their driveways. You know, and that's an act of kindness, sharing their musical talents. Uh, I always love this one, leaving a positive message or quote in chalk on a on a sidewalk or in a public space for others to see. Painted rocks are another example. You know, if you find that little treasure that says, hey, keep smiling and, you know, it just changes your chemistry for that moment in time in a good way. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So a uh, couple more examples. Um, and I find that when uh, it comes, uh, kindness comes randomly, it surprises you. Mm -hmm. um, and it even makes a more positive impression. Um, so I'll give a very simple example that I appreciate uh, receiving and giving. Let's say you're in the grocery store, right? Um, just Just let the person behind you go first. You right. know, let the person go in front of you. And people are always like surprised. I can't believe you are letting me go first. Very simple thing makes mm -hmm. a difference. You know, buy a cu cup of coffee for somebody, um, mm -hmm. you know, at Starbucks. Um, and then recently um, I was at Parents Weekend um, at Texas A&M University touring the business school. And um, they had a, a corner of gratitude. Uh, which uh, uh, that made me um, a chuckle and I'm like, let me see what this is. So they had a little station with colored uh, papers, pens and envelopes. And it was encouraging students to write a note of thank you um, to their professors um, who may have made a difference and uh, and uh, show appreciation. Um, so, I mean, all it takes uh, is a couple lines of um, gratitude, um, just seal it and give it to the person um, in the area era of digital age uh, that we are in, uh, a handwritten note um, of any kind can go a really long way. Yeah, yeah, agree, agree. There's also um, electronic versions of that that I just thought of, the kudos boards yes. that many people use just to lighten um, up the day with, you know, pictures and short videos and just words, too, on a board that would show... Um, uh, just a little bit of a tribute to someone if they're doing something special, accomplish something, or just, you know, want to celebrate a birthday. 
Right, absolutely, absolutely. I think yeah, a lot of times uh, we want to know that we are making a difference, mm -hmm. uh, and it is hard to know that uh, without getting some kind of um, appreciation, affirmation, and encouragement um, to keep going and um, you know keep doing good. So, so one thing that um, is interesting, Christine, I, I want you to share with our audience here is um, there are just also so many different <clears throat> ways of creative kindness. Um, now, I'm not a very creative person, but I am inspired by those around me. So um, can you talk a little bit about um, the discovery you made with the uh, Booth Fairy uh, mm -hmm. in, in Asheville? That that was uh, that was very amazing. What What is that about? Yeah, so we actually visited Asheville as a way to break the monotony of the the pandemic and that's driving distance from us we went for a long weekend and when i was there i saw these signs around town and they were hand painted and they said you know things like you know keep smiling or literally this is a positive sign and i was intrigued i kept seeing them all over the place and um learned later that the the booth fairy there's a, a woman um her name is Ellie Erickson, and she's dedicated her life to, to kindness. And she'll show up in different cities. She has a, a portable booth, too, <laughs> of course, the booth fairy, giving out advice, giving out hugs, um, has disco balls going. Like, she's just the epitome of fun, light, and um, positivity. So, uh, yeah, so she's been she's been doing that and gets donations. I know she has a Patreon account and I've I've reached out to her and I think we're going to have a conversation about what she's doing, how others can get involved, maybe in their own towns to do uh, to do acts of kindness and, and see what she's learned in those couple of years of doing it. Uh, that's amazing. So um, there is the random acts of kindness we can do all day long uh, mm -hmm. as the opportunity arises. Um, yep. And then there is even a more organized version yes. um, to uh, to spread kindness and smile on people's faces. So I'm looking forward to hearing from her uh, what uh, inspired her to do that and what she's experiencing. Um, I, I think one more example that's interesting here in terms of organized kindness is this organization mentioned um, Life Vest, which is a nonprofit organization based in New York City um, that got started by an individual, uh, Orly Waba. <clears throat> And it's a social experiment called the Kindness Boomerang in 2011, where the principle is um, handing out cards with inspirational messages to people for them to perform an act of kindness and then pass it the card to the next person. Uh, kind of the chain of kindness we mentioned earlier. And then since then, um, it took off it, and it turned into a much bigger moment uh, with um, uh, different initiatives, uh, Dance for Kindness. Um, campus kindness challenge where um, kindness uh, on, on university campus and colleges, um, it's um, a kindness connection, a platform for connecting individuals with volunteer opportunities, um, and it keeps thriving and, um, and growing exponentially um, because of the impact that it has. So, so it's a range, right? It's a range. Um, and then as I was doing um, a little bit of uh, inspirational research on our topic, a couple of quotes came up to me and, and they spoke to me. I want to share here. Um, one is, um, not surprisingly, from the 14th Dalai Lama, where he says, be kind whenever it's possible and it's always possible. Mm -hmm. um, it is always possible to show uh, just a bit of kindness um, and um, and and make a difference. Um, um, and another one is from Charles Glassman. Um, he says kindness begins with the understanding that we all struggle. Um, I think that that uh, spoke to me as well, because we don't know what is going on in the lives of people around us. Um, uh, lives may seem perfect, um, and there are a lot of times they are not. We just don't know, and uh, people uh, keep things private. But this tiny bit of kindness may make all the difference um, in that person's day or even life. Mm hmm. So incredibly, incredibly powerful. And then uh, I, I talked about the. Um, 
togetherness, the power of togetherness. And uh, I will just share this one from uh, Desmond Tutu. He says, do your little bit of good where you are. It is those little bits of good put together that overwhelm the world. And I think it is overwhelming to think I'm going to go change the world. I'm going to solve a massive problem. Uh, but doing our part in our corner and everybody does that at some level um, can be truly overwhelming for the better. So um, let's just think about that. So I love, that. I love overwhelming the world with kindness. And yes, that's amazing. And for and for our listeners, there's a a fascinating Netflix show about the friendship between Desmond Tutu and Dalai Lama. It is oh. such a delight to watch and and just the way they play off of each other and you know, aligned in the goodness mission. They giggle like kids as they talk about how they're, you know, doing good in the world and it's 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 a must see if you have interest in and learning more about those two. Yeah, that's amazing. That would be such a combination. I can only imagine. Mm -hmm. um, so, um, so as we um, approach the end of our episode, um, what are some things, uh, Christine, we may want to uh, suggest? Um, because we are always about a little bit of bias for action. What can we right. do now that exactly. doesn't that doesn't cost us an arm and a leg, um, mm -hmm. but it makes a difference? Yeah, I think the one thing we touched upon is send a text or an email to someone you have have cared about, care about, maybe haven't seen recently enough and let them know you're thinking about them. I think that's a great way to start. We can create our own little uh, digital digital uh, outreach uh, wave of kindness today. Uh, and then the other thing we'll put in our notes is the Random Act of Kindness Foundation has downloadable calendars to give you ideas. So sure, maybe you don't do, even do it something every day, but maybe you pick one a week that calls to you and inspires you. So we'll put that link in our show notes so people can access it. And then I think that we should help the um, the LifeFest team. You know, they've done this uh, sort of kindness um, tsunami, and we can create a little ripple of our own with this, you know, tag your it cards. And we'll keep those as our uh, as our uh, sh in our show notes as well. So when you do your act of kindness, leave this note with which acknowledges it and encourages the person who receives it to pass it on. That is awesome. I love the kindness tsunami. Uh, yes. I, I mean, just thinking about that uh, makes me feel good. And, uh, you know, it's like 8.45 a.m. in Houston and nothing has happened yet. But I am thinking that makes me feel good already. So um, let's commit to um, doing one small act of kindness uh, when the situation calls for it today or tomorrow. And let's see how that makes us feel and make a habit out of it. And I bet we won't be able to stop. Um, so uh, that's what we're looking for. Thank you uh, for listening. Um, and um, uh, bye till our next episode. Let's just be kind. Let's stay fabulous. Yeah, yeah. And just a quick thank you to our listeners. We're getting um, great feedback and great suggestions for guests. So please keep them coming. We're now live globally and we have listeners in Italy, Austria, Belgium, UK, Saudi Arabia. So the, the word, of course, the US and the, and the word is getting out and we encourage you, if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe provide a, a review and share, share the, the episodes with your friends and family. Well, I like the global reach because uh, you need that for kindness tsunami. Exactly. Um, so it has to be waves. It can't, and, be, uh, it can't be a kindness kiddie pool. No. no, no, it has to be like those waves, uh, you know, that started uh, sports games. Um, and, right. uh, yeah, Come we, in, we, the water's warm. Come in, the water's warm. <laughs> yes, that's it. That's exactly right. We got to do the kindness tsunami. You need global reach and influence for that. So, uh, so I am glad. Again, together, uh, we can be good, we can be fabulous, and we can be inspiring. So, yes. awesome. All right, Muge, it's always a pleasure. Talk to you next week, my friend. Yes, bye till the next time. But uh, I will say one thing. I think about this all the time now. It's doing me a lot of good. <laughs> <laughs> good. It's doing me a lot of good. <laughs> good.
Good. I'm glad. <laughs> All right. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, everyone. Okay. Thank you, everyone. Stay well. To wrap up our Thrive with Kindness episode, we had a very special visit from L. Erickson, who makes a living out of providing kindness at scale. So please listen in to our interview with the Booth Fairy. All right. So this is a special spotlight segment for Refirement Life. And I'm here with L. Erickson. And L. Hello, Elle. Great to see you. <laughs> and we're here to talk about uh, Elle's calling. She's She has uh, marketed herself, branded herself as the Booth Fairy, spreading kindness everywhere. And I had the, the great fortune of seeing one of her uh, many, many positive signs in the city of Asheville a few years ago. And I started to follow Elle on her kindness journey through Instagram uh, and Mugay and I just did an episode on thriving with kindness. And I just thought, wow, it'd be so fantastic if we can get a conversation with Elle. So here we are. Yay. And Elle, yay! yay! I'm so excited. Please yes. tell us a little bit about yourself and your, your calling to kindness and okay. how it uh, started. All right. Well, um, long story short, kind of, is that I've just always been a person that is interested in like, connecting people. And I've just, I'm an extrovert. And I, like, I grew up in a household that promoted a lot of creativity. My mom was a part-time clown when I was <laughs> little. So, you know, we were allowed to be as silly and creative as we could and encouraged to do so. And like, I grew up like doing volunteer work, service work. So I caught that bug early on like learning how good that feels to do that, you know, to, to, to do volunteer work to do things for others to be kind because it's a win-win right like we're doing something for someone else and it gives us that like the warm and fuzzies so um and we're like designed um to to feel that so absolutely yeah yeah so it's, I, it's a soul calling right I mean is. you got the soul calling but anybody can learn this Oh my gosh, it's like any other addiction. Just start drinking <laughs> coffee and then pretty soon you're going to have to keep drinking coffee. Like you just get it. It's like, oh, this can make me feel this good. It's like it gives you that dopamine spike. It's like anything else, but then you don't have the, you know, the nasty side effects and it's just yeah. and so it's wonderful. So um, I'm, I'm going along doing that kind of stuff. And I ended up, um, found myself at Burning Man, um, which is a, you know, a, an annual event that happens out West every year. Um, if you don't know what Burning Man I, is, oh, I'm very familiar. Okay. I, I may I, be, I may be there this year, actually. Okay. <laughs> I highly recommend everybody trying it, but if you, if anyone that's listening, hasn't heard about it, please Google it. Um, there's now small regional burns. Like I'm going to one this weekend to set up my booth. Um, and they're just, for me, it's been the most healing thing that I've ever done, like a lifetime of therapy in these burns. So I went out there and at this time I just didn't have a creative outlet. Um, I, you know, I'm, I've just, I don't know. I just hadn't found it yet. I had all this energy and this fire within me and, um, I just didn't have any, like, you know, a platform. So I went out there and there was a booth out there in the desert, which was labeled like the psychiatric help five cents. So it was like inspired by the Charlie Brown, Lucy. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, this was just an interactive art installation that I ended up getting behind and like started running it. And it just, something just clicked in me and I just, it came fully alive and it was everything I dreamed of. And I, I got back to Asheville where I was living and, um, I had a buddy of mine who was a carpenter build me my own booth. So <laughs> I just got the booth built, you know, had no plan of like monetizing it or anything. Like I just wanted to start, you know performing and just connecting. So I started setting up the booth anywhere and everywhere I could, sidewalks, you know, festivals, bars. And I eventually like sooner than later um, ended up um, creating the Booth Fairy. So I just was like, well, I need to, you know, personalize this. So I thought it would be cute, like the Tooth Fairy, you know, and um, of course. Yeah. So I called myself the Boothberry and I just created this menu that was basically like, you know, gluten-free hugs, 
bad advice, good advice, like staring contests. We do standing ovations. Um, I like, I'm very passionate about like, for me, I've had a journey of different addictions that I've overcome, like cigarette smoking or drinking too much. And I want to share with people like what has worked for me. Like, so it's my opportunity to be of service in that way and to share my resources. So it's like, they come up and they're reluctant or like, what is this? You know? And it's like, you know, that maybe some people are like, you know, coming up to just kind of have a laugh. And then before you know it, this is what was so profound is that people ended up telling me, you know, what's in their, what's on their heart. And we would oftentimes like have a long hug and a a cry on my shoulder because people just need this, um, you know, they need connection and exactly, especially today. But anyway, I got off running on a tangent. No, no, it's perfect. And it's, and it's, and more than ever, we need this connection. I think what you're doing is, is very meaningful work. It's needed work. Give me an example of what bad advice is that you might give and, and good advice. Well, so the bad advice is only there because I've learned that humor brings the guard down, right? So, I mean, I'm just, I'm a funny person anyway, so there's a lot of humor involved, but when I put that sign out on the front, front and center, it allows people to have a reason to come up. They're not as nervous. They can have this silly engagement and I'll say something like, you know, shave one of your eyebrows off right now, or, you know, like (laughs) just, just ridiculous stuff, you know? And so- and then okay, follow up, them, follow up. We got to pause on that one. Has yeah. anyone actually taken that challenge? <laughs> Nobody ever takes me up on my bad advice. And then I joke, I'm like, you just come up here, you ask me for advice, and you're clearly not going to take it. I'm like, that's so rude. But we have a good laugh. And then I'm like, well, now that you're here, is there anything going on in your world? Like, is there anything on your heart? Because I don't know you, you don't know me. Here we are. Our phones are put down. We're looking into our, each other's eyes and you can just tell me like if anything's going on, anything, you know, that's looping around and I'll listen and I might not tell you what to do, but I can hug you and I can listen to you and you can let it go into the universe. Or maybe there is something that, you know, I want to share that might help you. And there's just this beautiful connection that's made organically out of just thin air. It's like this booth Fantastic. is just this like beautiful, like opportunity for connection. It's like this portal that exists. Um, so by from doing this booth regularly, I started to get inspired and have ideas on like, okay, how can I, you know, grow this? How can I expand this beyond this booth? And that's when I started to have these ideas of all the other um, like service oriented volunteer opportunities, kind of like creating these volunteer events um, and making them fun. Like, so I got, I'm getting people together and we do trash cleanups, but like, we're going to wear tutus, you know, and we're going to yes. bring dance music. <laughs> and it's like, we're going to go to the nursing home as a group. And we're going to like, just, I bring my speaker and we go from room to room and just, you know, shake it up. And right. Like a lot come alive. And so for me and for the people in the nursing home, and then for the people I'm bringing to experience that, it's just this like, just some, it's just a really cool opportunity, you know, and it's, it's super inspirational. And, um, so you're doing this at scale now. So you started with yourself and probably a couple of friends. Now you're organizing communities. We talked on the episode that we recorded this morning about kindness tsunamis. We need to, we need to create those. Right. And so, so you're doing this. How do people become aware of the events? Is it, and you know, you talked about, Asheville and are there other cities that you're connecting to to spark this joy and and volunteerism yeah and I'm kind of getting some help with that right now kind of getting all my ducks in a row and making it a little bit more um you know um savvy on my website for people to be able to kind of like plug in and get started but I've had just even recently people reaching out from like um, Southern Florida and somebody in Ohio and Pennsylvania, they were like, we saw what you're doing. And and one of the things that's really easy to do is I call them bliss mobs. Mm-hmm. And that's basically like, it's like a protest, but all the signs are positive. So the signs <laughs> are going to read like, you're doing great, free compliments. This is a positive sign, you know, <laughs> take a deep breath. And so people can come together, have a sign making party, and then they can say, okay, next Saturday we're all meeting. And it's like, they're going to come together and just, they're going to have a, you know, a positive. Just have fun. Just have fun. 
and give people a reason to like smile and like, you know, shift somebody's day. So those are really, I, you know, people are starting to message me like, I just did a bliss mob and it's like, oh my gosh. So that's just, it just feels so good to know that people are, you know, doing this in other, in other areas. And I, I love I'm, it. Yeah. We'll be your, we'll be your, I'm in the Washington DC area. So I will be your DC hub. Ambassador for DC. Yes, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. And one, one thing to think about, maybe you already have is, you know, I've seen your booth and it's, it's kind of big. So I yeah. think you need a little portable one that would like pop up and right? people could do it anywhere. I need one so badly, like just something made out of just simple cardboard or something. If somebody has like a little desk, they can plop it on there or just right. make it easy. I know you're right. And putting it out, we'll figure that out. We'll figure that out. Anybody (laughs) with ideas who wants to take on that challenge. Yes. (laughs) You're right. I need to make it even more mobile. Um, That's fun. Is that like, if I have it set up at a festival or something, I have a sign, you know, like I'm on break, please run this or whatever, or I'll have fantastic at one of try it and I'll just let them behind the booth. And they just, it's like, it's not just me. Like it's Uh just, People love it and people can do it. And I really do truly believe there needs to be one in every major city. I mean, yeah, yeah. Especially well, you, and I think you could even monetize that, to be honest. I, I just and an idea popped into my head that's kind of a funny offbeat idea. But there's a place in Michigan that's incorporated. It's called Hell, Michigan. Uh-huh. And they actually let people be mayor of hell for a day for like 100 bucks. Oh and they goodness. get there, they get a T-shirt, they are able to sign some legislation, you know, in in that little, it's a 10-acre plot of land that they've called a city. Oh, now, wow. I think you could do something like be the booth fairy for, for the day. Right. And you would get some sort of official credentials. You would be able to, you know, spark enthusiasm. Maybe you do a post or a blog about their, you know, how their interpretation of the booth fairy went. Uh-huh. And you charge them a, a nominal fee, which is a donation to your volunteerism. I love your ideas. Could, could, is there any way you could be my manager, my agent? I, like, I'm <laughs> happy to spend time with you. I would love to spend more time with you. And we should yeah. because you're doing great work. And I, I just love what you're doing. Thank you so are you, doing, are you doing this full time? I am doing it full time. So I my main um, gig is that I, I don't know if you've seen that I do these pop ups. Mm-hmm. So every month um, and I've been doing the pop ups for about 12 years now. But I, I basically like I'm one of my superpowers is finding like really awesome secondhand clothing. Mm. So I go out in the world and um, and, and find all these great pieces um, and I, I collect them. And then monthly I have like a three or four day huge event where I set up all the racks and I rent out a space and I, I bring in like local artists and, um, you know, massage, jewelry, tarot. I crank the music up. I have my booth in there. And so we give out like discounts if you dance and it's just a super high vibe. <laughs> so awesome. much fun. And I'm trying to help people, you know, learn that they can shop green, you know, shop right. second and so I keep the prices low and it's just so much fun. Um, I get like on the, if you looked on the price tags, you'll see like a dollar off if you can, you know, if you teach us a dance move or if you can compliment strangers. So I do that. And then that brings in income that and my, um, my Patreon. So those two things. And then I'm busy, you know, organizing volunteer events and I'm, I'm setting up my booth and like most of the work I'm doing, I'm not getting paid for. Um, like this weekend, I'm about to go set up my booth and work it all weekend. Um, so I'm, I'm growing my Patreon and I'm also now available to be hired for like private, um, parties, like weddings. Um, Fantastic. Fantastic. I love what you're doing. I love what you're doing. And I, one thing I didn't tell you, and I know this is not the reason you'd come on our show, but we give our guests the choice of either getting a set of maracas in the mail or a refirement coffee mug. I think I know which one you would pick. Yeah. Yeah. Number one, please. (laughs) Yes. Ooh, that is so exciting. Yeah, yeah. Thanks so, so much. So cool. So how can people just follow you and and can, you said Patreon account. So we'll we'll can you share what that link is? If you just Google the Booth Fairy Project, mm-hmm. like it'll all come up. Like in okay. You go to the boothfairyproject.org, it'll like, you know, you can find everything through there. Like it's okay. pretty it's yeah, I'm all over the internet. So it's kind yes. of hard. 
more. <laughs> yes, I, I, I saw that. So we will put the link, the actual link in our show notes so people okay. can find you. And then, Elle, I think you and I need to talk offline Please. about just other other options, ideas, brainstorms, and, and stay connected. I, I would love yeah. that. Yeah. So thank you so much for stopping by. People just, I think there's going to be a lot of smiles had by just listening to this conversation. I do too. And I can I add one little thing? Yeah, yeah. That an easy thing to do for your community because, and I forgot to mention this, but like mm-hmm. it sparked during COVID. I ended up making a lot of like handmade, I had my friend cut out a stencil and so different stencils saying the phrases like, take a deep breath, you're doing great, you're on the right path. Mm-hmm. And then we would get these little pieces of plywood cut and and make these signs and then put them on telephone poles all over the city. And so when people pull up to a stoplight, they're looking up and they're seeing a message that's positive and, and you know, instead of these, you know, so it can lower some of that road rage. Um, you oh, know, yeah. It just, it just rewires your brain for a minute to just stop and think. And in fact, that's how I found you. I found you because I saw this is a positive sign in Asheville and I thought it was great. So yeah, yeah, so anybody can do that for their community and just get a group together and go to town. Like, right. Right. And how about advice? I mean, one of the things we're talking about is living longer, living better. Uh, But I think that there's advice you can give to the younger generation as well as, you know, people in their you know midlife and on. Does that advice change or do you um, have, you know, sort of one thing people can can live by? I I mean, I I always go to the volunteer stuff. Like if you're not Mm -hmm. doing any type of service work, I really recommend, you know, squeezing that into your, um, you know, your life, um, or at least giving it a shot. And then yoga for me, honestly, yoga has just changed my life and I'm in a, I'm addicted to that now. So I have to do that at least at once a day. Um, so I've been practicing yoga and I noticed that if it's allowed me to like, maybe like stay off, you know, antidepressants or there's different Mm -hmm. things yoga, like we, you know, we have the tools within us if we were willing to take those experiments and try out, you know, eating really clean and, and, you know, doing the basics for our body before we rely rely on, you know, other methods. So totally, totally. And and I think, you know, what you're doing with kindness, I mean, it it heals you from the inside out and just, (laughs) it's amazing. I'm having so much fun. I can't stop. Like, I would literally pay money. Don't tell anybody, but I would pay money to run the booth. So it's just, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Well, you're a good soul. You're a great light in the world. Keep doing what you're doing, Elle. And I look forward to staying connected. Thanks for stopping by. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you for listening. Our hope is to spark a little joy, inspire, and educate our listeners in ways to live an even more meaningful life. If you have reactions to share from what you've heard, please visit our website, refirement.life, to leave a voice message. You may even be featured in a future episode. To keep in touch, subscribe to our podcast, Refirement Life, using the podcast player of your choice. Always remember, you are never too old to set a new goal or to dream a new dream. Thanks again for joining us on this episode. Until next time.